Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, I'm excited. A dear, dear friend of mine, one of the top brokers in New York City, Harry Nasser from Sotheby's International Realty. Welcome to the show, my brother. How are you? Thank you, Michael. I'm great. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. It's been too long. Um, I it's miss been you. way too long. Yeah, it's been too long, really. I know. This COVID thing has everybody so distant and, and it's time to reconnect. We used to have a standing dinner, used to sort of like go to your house and spend time with your lovely family. We have to get back to that. It's going to be soon. It's going to be you know, very soon. No, I was thinking, you know, we've been friends for over 10 years already. And, well over 10 years. And the first time that we met, I mean, you have to, you have to tell me, when, when did you move from Miami? How many years ago? So to Miami or from Miami? From Miami. When did so you leave Miami? I left Miami in 2010. Okay. And I moved to London in the beginning of 2011. So I, I'm going to say 12, easily 12 to 13 years we've known each other. Because oh, yeah. first time I met you was uh, you were still a, a, an agent in Miami and you showed me a gorgeous apartment in, in Miami Beach. And I wish I bought it. <laughs> I, I, I wish you would have too. And I remember that. And that was 2009. Yes. Yes. Amazing. It was Incredible. 2009. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Crazy. I know. And here we are full circle. I know. I know. And amazing. Beyond. And beyond. It's, and let's keep going. We're, that's, the, that's the only thing where it's left to do is to keep going. Because right. <laughs> the alternative sucks. Totally. <laughs> totally. I'm so happy. So, Harry, I am so glad you're on the show. You have such a wealth of background, and I love this. So I want to jump right into it. You know, right before we, we got on air, we were talking about the fact that I feel so blessed that this uh, podcast has found such a great audience, and we're now distributed in over 100 countries. And so there is always a really great, great desire to know about New York real estate, which we're going to get into in a minute. But I want the audience to know, Harry, so tell us how you got started in real estate. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. It's such a privilege and, and such a happy moment for me to be here in front of you. Oh, brother. Um, my, my start was very funny. It was a re <laughs> it's a really funny story. I was 10 years old still living in Brazil where I grew up and I rented my grandmother's vacation apartment by sheer coincidence. Oh, come on. You were Seriously. It was crazy. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> my parents owned an apartment in the same building as my grandmother's in the shore in Brazil. And I was playing in front of the building with all my friends and neighbors and a woman walked into the lobby from the street and asked the doorman if there were any apartments for rent for the summer. <laughs> and I jumped right in and I'm like, yes, my grandma's apartment. <laughs> and I took her to see the apartment. Your first transaction was a 10. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I showed her the apartment and she took the apartment immediately. She jumped oh, on it. Oh my God. And my grandmother gave me a commission equivalent to today, five to $10. <laughs> and my dad, her son-in-law 
told me that my grandmother was cheap. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he took a broker's commission from it. <laughs> I just have given me a lot more. And to say I love my grandmother. She was one of my heroes growing up. So I forgave her for that. Oh my God, that's a great story. That's yeah. fantastic. All right, so that was your, so take me from 10 years old to yeah. you being one of the top brokers in New York. Okay, okay, <laughs> that, that sounds good. So after, after that, you know, basically <clears throat> helped my family in Brazil to buy and sell, gave always great ideas about renovation, about space. You know, I always had, I was blessed with, the, with good vision for space. And, uh, and also, also blessed with, with business. So, so it's the perfect formula for real estate. So, yes. you know, as, as time went by, you know, I moved to the States and, and I, did, I you know, moved to New York and, uh, and started to, you know, to buy, I started to buy real estate. I, I love real estate. So even before I got into the real estate business, I've always bought and sold and rented real estate. So it's, it's in my blood. So, okay, so you had your own portfolio of yes. properties. And this is what I find really interesting because then you went to the brokerage side, right? And you started on, on, on that side of it. What did you sort of see with you as a client? Because now you're on the other side, right? So yes. you as a client, what was missing for you that now you actually provide for your clients which has probably been a very strong key to your success. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Indeed. Um, my motto um, is basically efficiency and trust. Mm. Um, and, and what I mean by that in more mundane words is transparency yeah. and hard work. And I cannot really put that after my name it becomes too odd. <laughs> But that's really basically what it is. It boils down to being transparent, to being ethical, to being honest, and to work really hard for your for your clients, whether yeah. it's a buyer or a seller. And I'm all for that. So I'm very transparent with them. I tell them things the way they are, and uh, and give them all my best. All I give everything that I have, as if I'm buying it for myself or for my mom or my, my, my family, I'm really, really all for my clients. So when I take a client on, I give myself 100%. You know, it, it's such a simple formula, isn't it? It's just the idea of being transparent to really be that trusted advisor. You just nailed both of them. It's the efficiency and the trust. And at that point, because we live in a society now where information is in our fingertips. They don't need us to find the apartment. They can go on street easy for that. They need you for what they can't find on the internet. They need you to trust them to say, is this the right investment for me and my family? You said it all. <clears throat> you know, I recently uh, bought a, uh, <clears throat> a place up in Connecticut. Yeah. And, and I could have gone directly if I wanted, you know, it's, you know, I've got the experience. I know how to negotiate, but I don't have the local knowledge. There you go. And, and uh, I insisted on finding a great broker to take me around and to give me the local knowledge, which I didn't have. So when people say they can go directly, and a lot of people do, 
They don't realize how many mistakes they're making. They don't that realize. Costly. Huh? Costly. That costly. Costly. And they think they're saving money. You know, I know so many people who like went on their own and they don't realize what a mistake it was. They could have saved them so much money. Absolutely. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. So tell me, you know, it's like since you and I have been in the industry, the industry has changed tremendously, right? When we both first started and everything else. But now, you know, the it's 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 a buyer's market. And if somebody is a realtor now, you you just trip over a sale. So there is a skill set. I always sort of say that, you know, if you're new to the business now, it's almost a disservice because you don't have the skill set to really weather when there's gonna be an inevitable downturn because every market is cyclical. So what three pieces of advice would you give somebody entering the business today? The three of them are the following. The first one is, depends if you have a good book of contacts. Mm. So if you're starting and you do have a good book of contacts, you call or message everyone to announce that you're now a real estate agent and that you're ready to help them. So that's number one. If you don't have a good contact list, it will take a bit longer to build your portfolio. Um, and my advice is to, to join a team. Um, I would talk, I if I were you, I would talk to your manager and ask them for a few options of teams that would fit best with you interview the team leader and the key members of the team and go with the team that you feel will contribute towards your growth and success. That's really the key. And then you'll be able to build your own business. Um, the second thing is be friendly with the agent community, volunteer, help, be pleasurable. I mean, you have no idea how far it goes. I've made so many friends in the industry and it's so positive. You know, I did a deal with someone who I became friends with and whenever I have another deal that's from the same company, I call him and I'm like, look, do you know this broker? Can you please put a good word for me? You have no idea how far it took me. Yes. I've done deals that I could have never done because of that. Because they know me, they know I'm serious, they know I'm ethical, they know uh, I mean what I say. So that really goes very far. So be friendly with the Asian community. And, you know, I'm going um, to say something to that too, Harry. What's really interesting is that most people now, because it is a buyer's market, you know, listen, I, I'm in the market, I'm buying properties. And I can't tell you how many times I don't get a call back from an agent after I put in an offer. Because they have other offers and it's just, you know, I guess mine wasn't the, the top one. But it's like, you know, for me, I actually keep a track of this because I don't want to do business with them. Absolutely. It's like I've given you an offer that you haven't responded to. And so it is that and they know that I'm in the business. It's that sense of having a, a relationship. The relationship is not just with your client. It's with your community. It's with 100%. your colleagues. A hundred percent. I love that you said that because that is, first of all, not a lot of people say that, you know, it's, it's the fact that they're not, the only competition is yourself. 
your, your agents at other agencies are not your competition. They're your colleagues. 100%. You know? 100%. And everybody ha- should help each other. Absolutely. Buy, uh, uh, buyers, brokers, and sellers, brokers, yes, they have uh, a, um, a commitment to their own customers. Yes. But, but they have to work together. Absolutely. To get, to get to the final goal. And the only way to do it is respecting each other, treating each other with, with kindness and being, and being transparent. You know, it's, it's, it's so great when, 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 look, when someone calls me and say, look, I, I, uh, I just wanted to let you know, we do have a lot of interest for this property. If you want it, you have to come an extra step. I mean, yeah. just by saying that, you know, so and you and you'll know if the person is being truthful or not. Yes, you will, and sure. and and you'll transmit that to the buyer, and then the buyer decides: do they want to go the extra step, or they don't. That's it. You know? But and you know, your least, number, your your number one. When you sort of said whether somebody has a a a sphere of influence, and when you begin calling everybody in your book, what you said was also really poignant. You say, "I'm in real estate, and I'm ready to help." Not I'm ready to sell you something. I'm ready to help you. Yeah, absolutely. That's the mindset that changes to really be successful. You know, we're only successful by serving others. 100%. Right? 100%. So what's your number three? I took you off on a tangent, but I love it. My number three. I love those tangents. My number three (laughs) is be honest with your customers. Sell your buyers only what we what you trust will sell when the time comes in other words don't just sell because you want to make a sale sell something that's going to be a good investment and when that same buyer who bought that apartment will be like you know what this was a great buy i'm going to give it back to you to sell it for me this time and you will be an easy transaction. You, you didn't sell him a lemon. You sell you sold him a great apartment. Right. And and you have to be, you know, full of integrity when you sell something. And 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 that's what I do. I really like to find great places for the clients. They'll be proud of going there, of living there. And when it cut when it cut, when it's the time to sell, I'll be so proud to sell it as well. Love that. Yeah. That is so true because that is that's what we do. That's what we yes. do. Yes. So tell me who's been the most influential person in your life and why? I had to think hard about this question. Um, <clears throat> there's a few people, but if I have to choose one, it's my mother. Mm. She always trusted me and pushed me to succeed. Um, she was a force behind me coming to college in Boston. Uh, and that was a life-changing experience for me. I was very comfortable in Brazil, very, very comfortable. I lived a beautiful life, you know, you know, very spoiled, you know, had all everything that I wanted. Renting and, you your know, grandmother's place at 10. You know, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was it was a big step for me to to come here. And she was behind that. So, and after Boston, contrary to what my dad wanted me to do, he wanted me to go back to Brazil and be in the, work in the family business. I, with my mom's support, I decided to come to New York instead of Brazil and be an entrepreneur. 
and I had a clothing business for 26 years. And that was oh. awesome. Um, in the meantime, I married Alicia and, and had two loving daughters who you, you know very well. I do, and, and they're beautiful. And, and had great time uh, together. Um, and, and my mom also was inspirational in the sense that she was always ahead of the curve. You know, she was the first person to own a cell phone and a laptop before anyone I knew. Wow. She always pushed me to, 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 to succeed in everything that I did. And that's why. That's, if I had to choose one person, she's the person. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. So tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your real estate career because you've had a couple. Right. Right. Thank you. Um, it's to believe in yourself mm. and to be strong. Listen to other people who are more experienced than you, but you have to really find the answer inside of you. And that's the most important thing that I learned. Listen to your gut. Yeah. Even if it means that you have to go against other people sometimes in a gentle way, obviously. You don't want to yeah. fight with people, but you sometimes have to, to not agree, and that's fine. So really believe in your gut and, and go for it. I think that's an important one because it's, uh, it, it's that intangible. We all have that voice. Mm -hmm. You have to trust the voice. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you learn the hard way. And I, yes, and I, you do. And I, and I had a situation not too long ago um, where I, I listened to someone more experienced than I had. And it was the wrong advice. And it backfired on me, you know, instead of following my God, I didn't. And it really backfired. And I said, from that, from now on, not doing it anymore. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's it. Follow your own voice. That's it. Yeah. So you're very successful, Harry, in probably one of the most competitive markets on, on the planet. I mean, it's crazy. So you're in New York City and you've carved out an amazing niche for yourself. You represent some of the highest priced properties in New York City. You have built an amazing business. Tell me a little bit about wh where the market is now and how you're sort of like carving that niche for yourself. So the, the market in New York City, the luxury market is, is hot. Um, good apartments, are that are priced correctly are selling fast. Uh, prices in New York are still reasonable. They're about 10 to 15%, sometimes 20 and even 30% lower than they were at the height of the market in 2015. Um, and it's crazy. So, but um, the low prices will not last for a long time. So that's my okay. advice. If people are interested in buying, there's still great opportunities right now. And prices should start going up pretty soon. And the reason for that is that there are more apartments going into contract now than there are new apartments coming into the market. So mm. the buyer's market will soon become balanced and maybe become a seller's market pretty soon. In some, in some cases, I have to say, um, when I've priced things correctly, I've been having bidding wars and, and the apartments going over ask. So there's definitely a lot of activity. And, and, when, and when there's less, uh, 
new apartments going onto the market than contracts being signed yes. is, is basically the perfect storm for a price for price increases. So the market is is um, it's geared. It. It's geared to go to go up soon. Yes. As a matter and of listen, fact, I'm, I'm in the market, so I can attest to that. There's some great opportunities now, but I see the potential again because we've. I mean, I'm born and raised in New York, so you've seen the cycles, and it's uh, it's primed again. Yes, absolutely. As yeah. a matter of fact, in some new developments, the ones that are really hot, they're not giving one penny of discount. They're wow. having the they're having the buyers pay full price. Wow. Pay for the transfer taxes, not a penny, zero, 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 zero. It's incredible. I'm so wow. I was so so impressed by some of these new developments that are coming up. Really beautiful. Yes. Things. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. So you know, I know that I, that you and your wonderful family are incredibly philanthropic. Also, tell me a little bit about those efforts that you're doing now. I know you're very humble, but I'm the one asking you. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, thank you for asking about that. We, you know, we love to give back. I know. You know, we we consider ourselves very lucky. And as part of the universal law, you have to help. You know, to give back is one of the most fulfilling things for for the human being. And, And I believe that when you give, you receive. Whether it's love, whether it's monetary, whether it's advice, friendship, everything, you know, and and I know you 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 believe in that as well. Um, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. You know, there's this institution called the Friendship Circle, um, which you know my family has been involved for many many years. It helps families with special need kids. Mm. Um, my daughters were taught from an early age to spend time with those kids with special needs and to give a break to the parents who have to attend to those kids 24-7. So they have some time off, they have some time to enjoy life, to go out, to run errands, whatever it is. So, and it's, and the kids on both sides um, have, you know, have a great learning experience and it's positive for everybody. It's, it's a beautiful cause. Wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I also pay attention to people around the world who need help, whether, you know, after the tsunami, that huge tsunami, whether it's an earthquake, like example, the one that happened in Haiti or yes. hurricanes, that there was one that happened in uh, Honduras. It was horrible. <clears throat> and it flooded the whole country. It was a mess. So, I've always tried to be uh, to pay attention to those times, and 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 we don't have to go that far, you know. Here in New York, here in America, COVID days, 2020 and 2021. Instead of sending a holiday gift to my customers, I decided to donate funds to help so many people who are hungry mm-hmm. and unemployed because of COVID. And, you know, and I do it in the name of my clients. And I, wow. and I chose Robin Hood as the vehicle to help those people. Yeah. So those are the few little things that I like to do. Thank That's you. amazing. And it is all about that. I agree with you. It's all about giving back. You know, it's, it's, it's our responsibility to, you know, we've been very, very blessed. And it's our responsibility to, 
And so I applaud all of your efforts that you and your beautiful family do together. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. So tell me what's your favorite book. Okay. I like that question too. Um, There's a book that I, that I continuously read. I keep going back to it. What is it? It's called the quotable Einstein. The portable Einstein. The quotable. Quotable, excuse me. The quotable Einstein. And it's by Alice Calaprisi. And uh, and, uh, there was a Ford by Freeman Dyson. Okay. Uh, And the reason why I like like this book is because when I was 18 and still insecure whether to live my comfortable life in Brazil, my English teacher in Brazil wrote a quote from Albert Einstein, and the quote said, take your thoughts seriously, and they will shape you. Mm-hmm. And it stayed with me. And she wrote that to me, and I put it in my wallet, and I, and I kept it with me for many years. And that gave me more confidence to take the step forward to come and study in the U.S. Um, therefore, I've had an admiration for Einstein since then, not only as a genius in science, which I absolutely don't understand anything, but <laughs> as one of the smartest people about life as well. Yeah. And, and he has incredible quotes, which, you know, if, if you guys like philosophy, it's, it's a fantastic book. I truly uh, I recommend that. I'm taking that one. Yes. <laughs> so I have one final question for you. Yes. In your book of life, what is this chapter called for you? Um, this chapter is called Evolution. And, and where the reason is because we're always evolving. And, yeah. you know, we're always looking to be a better person today than we were yesterday. Um, life is too short and there's no time to waste with small things. Mm-hmm. I work very hard. And when I'm not working, I'm either spending time with my family, with friends, or improving myself. And by improving myself is basically meditating, praying, exercising, traveling, or helping others so that I can move forward as a human being. It's, it's really something that, uh, that drives me. It's to always become a better self. I love that, my brother. And, you know, it is, I haven't seen you in a while, so this is such a treat for me. It is wonderful to see you. I know we're having dinner next week. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be wonderful to reconnect with you. You are such a dear friend. We've known each other such a long time. And I admire who you are as a person, as a leader, as a philanthropist. And I am just so honored and blessed to call you my friend. Thank you, Michael. The feeling is mutual. I, uh, I'm so honored and happy to have been interviewed by you. And I look forward so much to our dinner next week. Thank Me you. too. I thank love you. it. I can't wait. And thank you for all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.